Jason. Today's episode of the Lee Summit Town Hall Podcast is brought to the good people by a bunch of blinds of Lee Summit. Budget blinds! Did you know Budget Blinds of Lee Summit is your home for signature series automated shades, and they provide safer environment for your kids, your family, and even your pets. All hail those robot shade overlords. And you know what else makes me more cool? I know, but you're going to tell me anyway. I'm going to tell them. Tell them. Programmable features allow you to use heating or cooling only when you need it, thus providing maximum energy efficiency for your home and, more importantly, your pocketbook. They're going to bring you safety and save you dollars. So, if you are ready to add this smart home feature to your home, go see our friends at Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Tell them Jason the next second. Oh, hell. Hello and welcome to this Friday conversation episode of the Lee Summit Town Hall podcast. Still here. Why do you have to remind me of that? Uh, well... It was going to become clear, but it's now my new brand on here. When I interrupt your Friday rhythm, I'm going to interrupt As it. is usual during the silly season, Jason sticks around on Fridays because we are talking to the candidates as we approach. And this episode, we have with us Timothy Shrout, candidate for city council in District 2. Tim, welcome. Well, thank you. It's good to be here. Look at that. He's already turned on the radio He's voice. got it. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> we are starting. We're going to start off, uh, like uh, we, we have said this before, um, we're going to ask you a series of questions based primarily on, uh, well, we have some major topics that we all like to cover with all of the candidates, but the specifics and the follow-ups will be based on your answers, both the to the questionnaire, which is available at link to leesummit.com. Man, you are getting so good at, yes. at finally, like 320 episodes later, you are getting good at, at, at pimping the website. The problem, if I'm I get too good, I'm going to start demanding money. All right. So as, as I like to say during all of these, we, we are not doing endorsements. These are, these are purely interviews so that the voters have a better opportunity to know who their candidates are and they can make their choice. Tim, I'm going to start this off and I, I make the same, it's almost like a dad joke of candidate interviews, right? Yeah. I'm we start give, off with the hard one. I'm going to give one. you the hard question. Okay, I'm ready. There you go. Tim, why are you running for office? That is an awesome question. I'm actually uh, on By the— By the way, that's, that's not true. It, it is an awesome question. <laughs> it's important. I'm actually on the TIF Commission and uh, have been on that, gosh, for a couple of years now. And as part of the—for uh, those of you that don't know, it's a tax increment financing commission that talks about developments and things that happen in the city. And uh, being on that commission— I sometimes witnessed ways that people would communicate that were less than uh, less than kind, I guess I'll say. And what it really cued in me is there is a way to have civility in public discourse. And the more I listened to the issues, I found that some of those uh, some of those times where things got heated were really just unnecessary. We're discussing things. We're trying to find ways to get things done for the good of all of us in the city. And uh, I felt like I could lend, uh, an air of uh, equanimity to that process. All right, that's too big a word. That is a big have, word. We're going to have to start that. this whole thing over. <laughs> while I, look can, that can I restart? Google. Equalness. E-K-W. <laughs> there we go. All right. So that was really, that was really one of the main things. And um, I am very moderate, and I appreciate everybody's perspective and what their thoughts and ideas are. And I think that's something that uh, in terms of serving I thought that I could serve in a very effective way because of thinking of things uh, in a considerate way and not being prejudging, not prejudging 
any particular issue until I've heard all the facts. All right. Well, I th- you since you brought up the TIF commission, uh, well, uh, kind of a suck up move, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah. I think it's like as if you know us. Uh, we uh, one of the 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 most contentious TIF vote I think in probably living memory. Uh, or at least since the Summit Woods development is the the downtown Lee Summit Apartments uh, development that is now has broken ground and done most of its demolition there on the site. Um, it looks both cool and creepy. You voted in favor of it, but you were on the at least at the time, or at least the side that did not. You, they forwarded a recommendation against, and you had voted. Right. You were recommending four. How do you? Um, how did you guys? How did you manage that process? We're going to talk about civility and going through that process. That was a I mean, really pretty heated for a, an appointed commission. Yeah. How did you manage that, and, and what lessons are you taking out of that? So that's a, a, another good point, because what I was seeing in that process was that it was a uh, sort of theoretical argument against it, which I get. There are certain reasons you use TIFFs and certain reasons you don't use TIFFs. Uh, one of the arguments was that you don't use TIFF in a residential development. And I get the idea. I get the, the theory behind that. But as I listened to the arguments, and you're exactly right, the TIF Commission did not approve it. The uh, non-recommendation went on to the city council, but um, they heard what we had to say, and I think they took some of those things into consideration. So the reason that I did vote in favor of it, again, I I had no preconceived ideas, no preconceived thoughts as to what should or should not be done. When I listened to the proposal, what I saw was that we had a piece of property that needed to be moved. We had a seller that needed to sell it. The church really had tried to find a buyer for a long time and just was not having any success. So we had a property that was uh, truly blighted and was going to become even more blighted, which is a precondition for a TIF. And I thought that it was best that one of our strong community members in the church get to sell that property so that that they could get on with their mission of being the church And then secondly, that that property would be developed so that it did not fall further into blight and make the neighborhood even worse for that. And then the final consideration was, my goodness, that's a piece of property that's not generating tax income. If if it's sold into a taxable entity, then all of a sudden, immediately, it's creating tax income for the city. In addition, the, the construction, bringing more people downtown simply does just that brings more people downtown to the downtown businesses all right well okay so you 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 i think you made a very cogent argument or for where you where you stood on that are you are you is this the kind of framework that you're going to take when we're dealing with because one of the things that i think causes the most controversy at the city council level is is incentives and the use or non-use or how much they use for any given project so are you planning on taking that exact framework or, or do you have a different way that you want to uh, uh, look at these developments as they come through um, in, in Lee Summit? I think uh, the approach that I bring is that I'm going to listen to any proposition and find if it's advantageous for the city and advantageous for the, the, the development or if it's not. And if there are, are coherent reasons that it's not advantageous and there's good arguments for it, um, there were some arguments posed in that development that were not good at all. And so when I heard those, I was frankly somewhat aghast at some of them and and had to shake my head. But if there are valid reasons that a development should not be a TIF development or the development should not go through, I'm certainly willing to to say that and, and vote on the other side. 
I'm going to move on a little bit to our next uh, to our next topic. Um, it's actually it, it, this is one of my favorite questions. Uh, I used to do some public participation events, and and we do we'd go into communities and we'd do those those SWOT analysis, and and I always was intrigued by the fact that the one everybody had trouble with was when I asked what the opportunities were. So one of the questions that we like to ask in our in our questionnaire, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get into it here with with you, is about what opportunities do you see? So as you throw your 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 name in the hat here to run, is there something? Is there an opportunity you see, or or some part of the of the council's actions that you're really excited to get sink your teeth into? Is is there an opportunity you see that excites you? Yeah, there's a couple of those, and they they are somewhat related. And I'm actually on the Ignite um, team for affordable housing. And so I think affordable housing is incredibly important when we look at our major employers in Lee Summit. Many of their workers have to come in from Kansas City or Raytown, and they don't live in our community. In fact, we just spoke about that a little bit ago. So we want our people who are employed by our major employers, we'd like for them to live in Lee Summit. So affordable housing is extremely important to keep our tax dollars here and to keep our workers in our community instead of going out each evening when they leave work. I, I want to pause you for a second here and ask this question because this is something I think that people don't. There's there's not not a, a coherent agreement across the entirety of the of the of our community about that. Are you stealing my question? What do you mean by affordable housing? You are. Uh, good question. Uh, affordable housing must be affordable. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How do you define affordable? Right. Affordable to whom uh, that, and under what yes. circumstances? Um, it, it, I can't necessarily put a dollar figure on affordable, but I think we all understand the the makeup of Lee Summit. If, uh, For one thing, inventory is pretty low in Lee Summit as far as the number of houses for sale, and the price point of those houses are relatively high so that maybe somebody who works at, uh, at St. Luke's Hospital uh, doing whatever, may not be able to afford a level of housing that is available easily or readily in Lee Summit. So what we'd like to have are houses that or housing that people can afford that are at every strata of society. And it actually comes into my second uh, passion, and that is to make sure that Lee Summit is a community of diversity and inclusion. So that every strata of society, socioeconomic, race, gender, everything is represented here. And studies tell us that the more diverse a community is, the more successful overall that community is. Hi, I'm Jane Monroe, owner of Embrace the Grape and District 4 resident. Donnie Funk has my vote for city council, and here's why. Donnie's time serving on the Planning Commission, his experience in the construction industry, and his work as a small business owner has given him the insight we need on city council. This means that Donnie knows the questions to ask to get accountability for our tax dollars. Donnie Funk is a strong advocate for public safety and will work to ensure police and firefighters, along with all city employees, are well cared for. Join me in voting Funk for Four on April 7th. Well, let's take the flip side now. Then let's go. Let's go to the one that everybody seems like they, they love to jump on when you do those SWOT analysis. Let's. It's not really a threat, but what what are the issues? What are what are some issues that, that you think you are you're going to have to deal with as you as you take office if you're elected? I think, uh, and it's this sounds like a cop out, but threats are exactly the opposite of what I just spoke about. <laughs> um, I don't really want to use that word here, but I think there are there are yes. some issues that are going to face the community. So, what do you see as some of those issues that 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 you'll face immediately? So again, a. a, a 
I want to be sure that we're cognizant that our representation, and this kind of bleeds into a different thought, but our representation on city council and throughout city government is indeed representative of the people across the district for me that I'm in. And representative doesn't mean we're all of a homogenous sort of makeup. It is that different stratas of society. My concern for everybody, socioeconomic in every sector that's represented in District 2. So I think there's an opportunity to be sure that everybody is truly represented. And it's not just the powers that be in the city that have a a small uh, sort of minority voice. One of the things you you, you talked about in the questionnaire as an issue was – was you talked, well, you mentioned it several times about maintaining service, maintaining the levels of service that we have. One of the things that you get to do if you're elected right when you take office is start on the budget season, is is to look at and approve the budgets. It's like it's an instant drink from the fire hose. Right. And we know that that comes with everybody asking for more money, right? And that includes that includes all of staff. I mean, every staff, right, is going to want more money. So how are you going to prioritize some of those things as you look at it now and weigh, weigh that with keeping the service levels the way we have them now or making them better? So I'm a big proponent of public safety, and I want to be sure that that's something that we do address uh, immediately, That to be sure that our first responders – are provided for and to make sure that they're at, at the proper end of the pay scale so that we get the best and the be- of the best and draw them to Lee Summit because our pay scale is is fair. And I'm not saying it's not fair now, but that's something that I certainly want to look closer at. Uh, I know one issue right now is that we're, of course, building a new fire station on Pryor, but that fire station does not have an ambulance. And I live at Third and Pryor, and the closest ambulance is not far. It's down on Hook, but I feel like that fire station should have an ambulance. So as I prioritize and look at the budget, I'm really passionate about public safety and making sure that we have everything we need to serve Lee Summit and its growth in a proper way. All right. Well, so uh, keeping that and, and managing those things, obviously, if we're, we're taking care of our first responders and our city staff and, and trying to maintain those services, one of the things that uh, the city manager has raised on a number of occasions uh, is that we are looking at, in the bigger picture, uh, a budget shortfalls coming. Um, how do you reconcile the the need to maintain these and, in some cases, increase compensation or, or spending to maintain service um, or improve services with that with that recon- with that fact that you know we need to have money to pay for it. Well, though the forecast may be a shortfall, the fact is that we do have a tremendous surplus already, and so there's plenty of flexibility within the the monies essentially that the city has to work with all kinds of of different things like public safety and to do what we need to do. So even if the the the, the even if it's a shortfall in the short term. The fact is there's still plenty of surplus there that uh, that we've got a lot of leeway with. I'm going to go to, to the next topic here, and, and I want to talk about communication. This is, this is a recurring theme every election. I think people are always worried about, A, am I going to be in the know, and B, is my voice going to be heard with my elected representative? You said, talked a lot. You mentioned it in your, in your questionnaire and in, in your opening. You talked about civil discourse, which is great, but... But if elected, how will you work? How do you plan to work so so that not only are you a voice to, but you're a voice for? Yeah, I think the the biggest 
aspect of communication is being somebody who's always available and always listening. And again, it's not just to a, a small group of people or uh, certain uh, parts of our city that, that wield a large amount of, of uh, influence, but it's people in our communities in the, in the small houses like the neighborhood I live in that might want to talk with a representative. Maybe they've never even talked to a representative or thought about talking to them. And that's why, from a campaign perspective, I'm trying to call on as many neighborhoods as I can, both big and small. It's about making sure that people have some sense that they are represented in city government. And I can tell you that in the smaller neighborhoods I've called on, they really don't have that sense. Um, and so I want to, to be sure that my lines of communication with everybody are always open and I'm always available to listen. One kind of follow-up on, on that is, you know, everybody knows we're, we are approaching that 100,000 population mark, if not already. Mm-hmm. One, of the, uh, one of the things that we notice is not everyone is uh, the nerd that Jason and I are, and we, we love the city government stuff, and we are, we are already involved in many things. And because of the work we do with the show and my news work with Link to Lee Summit, I get to go to a lot of different meetings. I get to meet people. Not everybody is there. So how would you, as, as an elected representative, how would you encourage more people to make that effort, that little bit of effort to be in the know, to want to be in the know so that they can know when things are happening, they, they, know, they can see the ways that their voices can be heard, so it's not somebody upset after decisions have been made, but that they felt a part of it all the way through. How can, how can you encourage more involvement from people? It is a good point, and it's certainly a two-way street. Communication is a two-way street. So... I think part of that is is getting out in front of people frequently, not just in city council, not just in the the formal functioning of city council, but truly, as I'm doing now, knocking on doors, talking to people, seeing what their needs and thoughts and concerns are, and uh, making sure that I'm as available out in the community, um, not just at the same events that everybody goes to, because that's relatively easy, right? But being uh, in different parts, especially of our district, and again, making myself available to people to let them know that they can call me or send me an email or do whatever at any time and have a stake in what's happening in the city. All right. Well, as we wrap things up, I, I, I kind of lied to you a little bit in the beginning. I, I said we don't do endorsements. And we don't, but we are going to judge you. This is the most important oh, good. question. This yes. is the most important part of our interviews. And really, if if the people of Lee Summit are not using this question to rank their candidates, then they're doing it wrong. <laughs> so as we wrap things up, first I want to say thank you. Thank you for not only throwing throwing your name in the hat and being a part of the process and raising your hand to serve, but thanks for taking a little bit of time with us. Thank you. So that this we can, is delightful. So that we can get your voice out there to the people. This is the big question. Yes. If I were to have two dinner plates, one plate has tacos, one plate has burgers, I put them in front of you, which one are you eating? There, there is a correct answer. To this oh question. my goodness, tacos or burgers? Um, and and by the way, politician answers will be roundly mocked. I think I'd go for a taco burger. That's the right <laughs> answer. No, he said taco burger, which I mean you can I did. get. 
You can get my, a taco. I, no, I, no, I, I, you I just heard tacos. I, told, I just heard tacos. Right, I, I don't. I know. <laughs> You're trying to make everybody. Uh, win, this is a. This is a. Uh, we're going to say it again. This is an ongoing debate that we have with with a couple of other local business owners who are in the wrong. By the way. Yes. Uh, so we just thought we would use this opportunity to prove how wrong they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And thank you for adding in, even if we're ignoring the second half of your answer. Yeah, that's going to ignore. <laughs> Tim, thank you very much. Well, we, thank you we, guys. I appreciate it. We appreciate your time, and we will talk to everybody. On Monday. You have been listening to Lee Summit Town Hall, a link to Lee Summit podcast with hosts Nick Parker and Jason Norberry. A proud member of the Fredcast Network, you can subscribe to this podcast on most of your favorite podcast apps and catch us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for all the news, analysis, and conversations on the Lee Summit community. Connect with us on Facebook at Link2Lee Summit or on Twitter at LS Town Hall. Mm-hmm.